Welcome back to the SC Heartback Podcast. I'm your host, Matt Namoski. Welcome to another position review after the price drops in the team picker. Today, we're looking at the big boys, the front row forwards, and this is a very interesting group. Uh, similar to the hookers, priced reasonably well, but there are a few outliers. So let's get right into it. Obviously, got our three categories, the underpriced, the on-the-money, and the overpriced. So the first guy I'm going to mention, not one of our 15, uh, been one of the man crushes here on the podcast, Leo Thompson. I'd have him in the underpriced, but I want to leave this, and there's another guy I want to talk about. So I just wanted to mention, still all about Leo Thompson, want to get him in all my draft comps. Um, so yeah, just a quick shout out to him, because again, he, he is a very, very nice pick this year, so just keep that in mind as you kind of roll through here. First underpriced guy, let's get into the search here. Uh, we're going to go to Jack DeBellin of the St. George Illawarra Dragons, dual 2RF front row forward at 582,000. I think JDB had a 57 average last year, and that is unders this year. I think he does crack back into the 60s. To me, he is someone with another full preseason and another season with uh, a guy like Flanagan at the helm there. I just think he's in for a bumper season. So I think JDB is underpriced right now. I think you could probably add an extra four to five points on that average just with Flanner walking door in another preseason. So I'm very happy for him. Uh, he's obviously got 16 matches last year, so... He'll get that match fitness back. He'll get another preseason in. I just think JDB is going to be a great pick. Um, he could be someone that you start with in classic. You know you're going to get your 60. Uh, and in a draft comp, I really do like if you can get him from round five, six onwards, because I just think he's going to be an integral part of your team where you can flick around with that dual position. Let's go to our first on the money. And we're going to go to Big Joe Tapanay. So at 656,000, front row only, no dual for him. I just think he's on the money that... 65 average is about where he's going to be. No real tries last year, so that could even give him a little bit of a boost. Uh, but to me, you just know what you're going to get. You know you're going to get 65 a week. He's a very safe pick. I had him into round three. He'll be moved back into round four on the next draft just because he is front row forward only. But he's a very, very safe pick. I think if you have Tapa in your lineup, it's someone that you know. You can chuck the VC on, and there's probably a 120, 130 there for you in a week where you know you need to go get it. And again, he can be your front row one all season long. He may get the jewel throughout the season, which could help with a bit of flexibility as well. But he just, yeah, someone who always plays is always going to be available and get you a really nice score. So I do like Joe Tapanay this year, even without that dual position. The first overpriced guy, we're actually going to the Cronulla Sharks. We're going to be Rudolph. Now, had a little bit of chatter that, you know, only played the 14 games. He worked his way back to a 47 average at 480K. I'm just not convinced. I think with the news AFB is heading there next year, I think that you've got still Dale Fanuke in there this year. You've got plenty of guys like Hazleton and Hunt. Um, a lot of males to feed, not to mention Uele, Cam McInnes, Jack Williams. Just a lot of males. I'm not really buying this Toby Rudolph renaissance. Uh, I still think will be a good pick. Uh, very, very late in the draft. I think at 480, much better options in Classic to look at. So he's going to be my first one there. Let's go back to the underprice. And a guy that I really want to mention here is Tavita Tola. So I think Tavita Tola at 435000 is a great shout this year, only because I think he's got a lot to work back from last year. He only played the 15 games last year. To me, he's a walking 50, kind of in that vein of a Blake Laurie. Uh, they're very similar players to me, so I wouldn't mind getting Tavita Tola. I think he's someone that you can get. Probably don't even need to draft Tavita, to be honest. It'll be very, very late in the draft as your last pick. Uh, but I just think someone that will just be there every week uh, and get you that 50. Uh, I do like him as a bit of a mid-range 
in classic. I just want to see how they start the season, how that front row rotation is with them. But I'm all about Tavita this year. I think he's a great option. And yeah, to me, he's just someone who it's it's past experience. You know what you're gonna get with Tavita. You know, you're gonna get the lowest inning, it's probably a 45, but you can get that 55 uh with a couple of offloads and tackle breaks. So I do like Tavita Totola there as our second underpriced. Let's stay in the South Sydney Rabbitohs. Right on the money, Jai Arrow. So Jai Arrow to me at 466, again, with a jewel. So very nice to have. He had a 45 average last year, only played the 14 games. To me, he's someone who's in, in line for a bit of a bounce back year. I think a lot of people are down on him. He's just made an appearance on the big board. He will start moving up. Uh, I just think he's a very, very talented footballer, as we all know, and someone who can score well in Supercoach. Now, not being able to play his normal position with Cam Murray, that obviously hurts him, but whether he does play front row, whether he comes off the bench, whether he plays on an edge, uh, I don't mind it. So I do like him there. And at 466, you're getting tremendous value with that dual flexibility as well. So like, for example, you could have your front row, JDB and Jai Arrow. Just great dual position. You can flick them around. I don't mind that at all. So Jai Arrow is someone I definitely want to keep an eye on this year. And I think you should as well. Let's go to the next overpriced. So I've got Junior Paolo from the Paramount Eels at 577k. Had a 56 average last year for 20 games. To me, I love Junior. I love Regan. To me, this is a bet on Wirimu, Greg, and Joe Offen and Gowie. I think there's a lot of mouths to feed there at the Paramount Eels, not to mention Makahizi Makatoa. Uh, you've got obviously Hopgood and Madison there can play through the middle as well. So just a lot of mouths to feed. And at 577k, you're basically saying he's going to be getting you a 60 every week. And I think that average last year, 56, it's going to be probably around that 54 to 57 range. It's just a little bit overpriced for me. I would steer clear. I'd probably look at those Parramatta 2RFs more over Paolo. But I do like him, uh, just not at that price to probably start with in Classic. Let's go back into the underpriced. Let's go to Lindsay Collins of the Sydney Roosters. Now, Lindsay Collins is someone who I think can add a way a uh, few more points onto that average. 53 last year, priced at a 544k. To me, he can hit the 60s very easily. Uh, he can be the lead dog of that pack. Uh, there are a few options there, Lanou, May, Hargreaves. But to me, Collins is the big dog there. 23 games last year. I think he's a very, very safe mid-round pick and someone that you could definitely has a, have as your front row forward one. So I do like Collins. You're getting an absolute steal there at that price. Uh, and I think he'll be a very popular option in Classic uh, to start the season. And no doubt about that. Next guy in the right price. I actually love Max Hing at 547000 this year. Someone who had a bit of an up and down the year last year. Played the 23 games. was Had a few injuries in there as well. But a 53 average. I think he's priced really, really nice. Loses the jewel, which does hurt. I would have loved to have had him there as the jewel position to flick around like an arrow and a debellin. But I do like what you're going to get with Max King there at 547000 He will be the lead dog of that pack. Other guys fighting for minutes there. you got Liam Knight. Uh, you got Ryan Sutton. To me, Max King's the out-and-out prop in this team. So I do like Max King, and I think you're getting a very reasonable price at under 550000 there. So another one sim similar to Collins. You could pair those two up, you know, mid to late in the draft. I think you'd be all right there in your front row forward. So two guys there back-to-back. -back. I think 60 is a nice little mark there for them to get to. One more to go into this one in this round for the overpriced this time. Let's go to... Uh, Adam Fanil Blake. So Adam Fanil Blake, obviously a tremendous year last year, a 72 average. But to me, the price at 740k, 
just a bit too steep. There's a lot of attacking stats and tries last season. Will that carry on this year? I think the Warriors will still have another tremendous season, but I just don't know if, those, if that try scoring will come back and he will kind of kind of fit in the mold more of Joe Tappanay, maybe in the high 60s there. So AB is a great pick, but there will be some leaks he'll go in round two, round three. I think back end of round three, top of round four is where you'd probably want to take Adam, uh, but it may cost you a little bit higher to go. And in classic, again, if you're trying to fit in some of these guns around your team in the Grants and the Clearies and the Hines, Walsh, Ponga, uh, it's going to be very hard to fill 740,000 in your front row forward. So A or B, a tremendous pick and draft, a nice option in classic, but yeah, a lot of options you've got to try and get into your classic team. Two more on each one. Let's keep going here. So I want to go to Mo Fodawaka next of the uh, Gold Coast Titans. Now, with Mo Fodawaka, you've got someone there who's just going to be an absolute weapon in that forward pack. I think the arrival of Keenan Palacios is going to really help him this year. You've also got Fafida and Tino there as well. So Mofo's going to do a bit more of what he did last year. That 55 average had a very slow start of the season. Bump those up, you probably, again, you're touching a 60 there. So I do like Mofo uh, right around the same time as Collins, DeBellin, Arrow in that range. So some very nice options. The front row forward has got a lot of options this year. You don't think you have to go and grab one of those top, you know, four or five guns. Plenty of options that can get you 60 week in, week out. In the overprice, the second last guy here is Jared Wallace. Again, similar to AFB, quite a few tries last year. The forward pack rotation is going to change at the Dolphins this year. They're getting a bit more cavalry up there now. So he's going to be someone who you're going to have to really try and uh, avoid because I don't think he's going to start over uh, Flegler and Bromwich. Uh, and he's coming off the bench. Again, you're going to need a lot more of those attacking stats. The last guy, the second last guy in the on the money, let's go to Ruben Cotter. So Ruben Cotter, front row forward, 2 RF Jewel at 542,000. On the money, uh, we all we, we all thought potentially this was going to be a guy that we can uh, really hitch our wagons to and get a 60 every week. I think he showed last year, maybe not that. Obviously got Origin, uh, plays some high-volume minutes and a lot of impact in his minutes, so he's never going to be that 80-minute top of guy. But I still think someone you can definitely use in a draft comp. And in Classic, look, I probably want to have that price a little bit dropped. I'd love that to be around the 480 mark, and I'm very seriously considering it. But like I said, I think it's run the money. It's going to be right around that, you know, 54 to 56, 54 to 56 range this year. So Ruben Cotter right on the money. Uh, but yeah, to me, not really a go there. All right, three more guys to talk about. Let's go to the last guy in the underprice. And we're going to go to a guy we mentioned very briefly, Tom Flegler of the Dolphins at 475,000. I think he's in for a monster. He's my leap to maybe jump 10 points into that 56, 58 range. I just think that what you saw the back end of the year with the Broncos, he now goes up there and really he's the lead dog in that pack when you think about it. You know, you've got a lot of experienced guys. They're guys at the back end of their career. Flegler's come there not even in the prime of his yet. So I think they're going to really take him under his wing and empower him to be the lead dog of that pack. So Tom Flegler, he's someone who I think in a draft league, you can seriously wait on. I've got him pretty high mid-round, near, right near Lindsay Collins to where I've got Tom Flegler. But I think he's someone I can easily wait on uh, to get later on in the piece in a draft comp. So happy with that. And then in Classic, again, similar to how we all started with Christian Walsh last year, a guy around that mid-400s that you can kind of start with and see how it goes. I do like it there. So Tom Flegler is someone who I may not start with in Classic, but I want to get a guy in that price range up there 
in the final four, I could easily flip to if I see that Flegler's having a terrific season. The last guy in the on the price, on the money, we're going to go to Payne Haas, the Brisbane Broncos, at 750000 right on the money because similar to a Tapane, you know what you're going to get with Payne. You know, he gets it all in base. He can throw a couple of stacking stats here and there, but he's going to be walking around at a 72 to 76, and that's exactly what you want from your front row forward. Lead dog. We all got discounts last year because he had a down season the year before. Not this year. He will be a round two pick in every league. Uh, I know it's front row forward, but again, that safety of just getting that 70-75, and it's a great VC option. If you really want to chuck that VC on a really short guy and go, okay, give me someone who's going to get me a 70 and knock it down, give me a 150 have a chance to win this week, Payne Haas is probably one of the ultimate guys for that. So, yes, it's a little bit steep, but that's what he's going to average. So I think that's right on the money there. And the guy I'm going to finish up with is obviously the lead man in this pack, Tino. Uh, now, he's obviously probably my biggest... Uh, guy I'm on this season had him in the first round all year. Yeah, it's 800k. It's for that price, you're getting yourself a Kalen Ponga. That's the money to go past Harry Grant. That's the money to go get Cleary and Hines. So I really, really want Tino this year. I will be drafting Tino as many leagues as I can in the first or second round, depending on where I fall. But it's a very high price to ask. You know, basically you have to pick between Harry Grant and Tino because to get the two star fullbacks, to get the two gun halves. Uh, it's going to be very, very tough. So Tino might be in pod range to start the season because at 791,000, uh, it's going to take a brave soul to shell that out uh, to go grab him because you're going to probably put him in your front row forward and be able to flick him down with that jewel. And that jewel is so precious because you've seen some of the guys who have lost it, Tohu, Tapane, Gilbert. This guy has kept it. So yeah, in a draft league, I'm all about Tino. In classic, probably want to let that price drop just a touch. And the funny thing is that may not. He averaged 77 last year. This is the price of 79. I think he can get there. I think he can get there. But to me, just to start the season, I want to try and bank some of those gun in spine players before I touch the front row forward. So just a smidge of a price for me, but it wouldn't surprise me at all if that's actually where he stays for the whole season. We'll leave it there. Like I said, uh, it's very, very interesting. Normally, the last the few first few years we were playing Super Coach, it was the props were always your last pick and doesn't matter which one you got because they're just going to get you a 40. This year, there's plenty of guys that can get you in that 70 range. I think there's a, quite a few guys that can get you in that 60s range. And there's just a plethora of guys that can get you that 50. So to me, it's a very, very interesting position of how you tackle it. Do you want to go gun heavy and go get yourself a Tino, a Haas, an AFB, a Tapane? Do you want to look maybe mid-rounders at the Bellin, Mofoda Waker, Arrow, those type of guys? Or do you want to try and weigh and get a steal like a Totola, like a Max King in that range. So plenty of options in the front row forward this year, and I'm pretty excited to see how it all shakes out. But we'll leave it there, guys. Back with another position group coming up very soon. Thank you for listening. Have a great day. Hear from you soon. Cheers.